What'd you say? Have, Michelle, uh, we're glad you're recording this. Oh, cool. Happy to help. This is the mailbag This section. week from the mailbag. As um, usual, we go through the mail first. Yep. You goaded. You, so. You wanted people to take the bait. Yep. B. Hen- no. Brett H. Good, good. In Easton, PA. Um was commenting on uh, our episode from our last episode, episode 101 with Professor Joe Wu, talking about there were no city names that started with H that that with the that we know of except the Hague and the colony and the colony in Texas. That Andy uh, brought up. Um, he he brought up the uh, the fact that there were um, El Paso, Los Angeles, and Las Vegas are U.S. cities that start with the and. It's not the Los I don't, Angeles. It's not. No one says the Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, where did he Brett get that? H. I don't know what you're talking about. Now, now, what it might be is that he's thinking about city nicknames like the Big Apple, the Windy City, the City of Angels. But that's not what we were talking about. No. We we're talking about the name of the city. <laughs> so I'm sorry, Brett H. and Easton, PA. At what point did you decide you were going to commit to the joke and just see it all the way through? Um, because it's kind of convoluted. There's about a lot. two minutes ago. There's a lot going on there. Thanks, but uh, we are looking for cities that start with the. It's not the Los Angeles. Exactly. Don't let that dissuade you from contributing to the mailbag. Right. Questions, comments, and concerns, send them to variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com. Tweet us at some later date. If we hadn't offered that uh, rebuttal, then mm-hmm. we could bring up one of our prior comments of the Los Angeles Angels or mm-hmm. the, the the Angel Angel. Can um, I ask you, is water wet? Is water wet? Is I'm this, sure this someone has a lot of debate. I'm sure someone has asked about that before. Isn't that's a so that's a secondary thing. You need to give your first answer, and then we'll get on to answering what you just asked. Is water wet? Is water wet? I don't know. People I mean, were arguing back and forth. I guess. I guess one could argue that by, that by people, I mean seventh graders. The effect of putting water on something else gets that thing wet, but water in and of itself is not wet. I mean, do I don't know be- if I agree with that. Yeah, do you? Be- I know that that can be something that can be said. Yeah, Michelle, Ben, what are you? Are you got a quick, quick hit here. I'll agree with Simon's Thanks. hypothetical statement. Thanks, like, I would pal. say that it probably, like, wet is when wet cannot exist just on its own. Like, some, something has to get wet, I mm-hmm. guess. And because water is already covered in water. You can't. <laughs> Sorry, I got four hours of sleep, so this oh. is just this is not a great. This is the perfect time to ask it. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to get a lot of rambly sentences that don't have a point. Well, if water's not wet, then what is? Water. Anything covered in water. But isn't water's not covered in itself? How is water separate from water? Hmm. Good question. Is is fire hot? Is dirt dirty? Is dirt dirty? I don't think dirt is dirty. I don't think but, dirt is dirty, but, but fire, fire being hot is a separate. I feel a like fire thing. is hot because fire is like just ben, the, you're the light of part of this. I mean, I would say water is wet. I mean, I, I think that I think that the first response is that well, obviously water is wet. It's almost in the word water. It's wet. It's not wetter. No, but you get wetter when you're in water. Hey, <laughs> what um. Well, the, what did this? What did the seventh graders decide? Basically, what you just said, like in, in ten seconds. It seems kind of ludicrous to talk about, and then it gets really interesting. No, I, I think it's still ludicrous. If you put your hand in water, then your hand gets wet. Did it just? Did the property of wetness just get created at that instant, or was it waiting there? It's a real tree falls in the woods kind of thing. It is. This is why I'm not interested in it at all. <laughs> I know. 
And the second order level, yeah. which you were trying to get to right away, mm. is that everybody will rush to the internet and type this in. Is water wet? Yeah, and then you get any answer that you want. And so then you have to go to the third level because uh, any number of returns will show you, yes, it is, no, it isn't. So then you're like, well, which of these is a reputable source? Oh. I want the one that says science.com. I have a question. Ben, can you check this out? Water is wet. See if there's a band called Water is Wet. Yes. There is? Wait, are you saying yes, I will, or yes, there is? Yes to the former. Okay, thanks. Let us know when you find out, because um, that might be a good band name. Or no, that, that, would, that would be the name of a mediocre band, I think. Um, I have wet water. Wet water? That's not bad. But but that does imply that water in it of itself is not wet because if you have to if you have to that's a band name suggests that now you're going to use your answer based on a band name I don't know they probably thought about it too I can't believe you're not more fascinated by this you you really can't believe I'm not more fascinated by this <laughs> I, I can't you you oh man how long have we been doing this. <laughs> This is episode 102 of Various Breads and Butters, um, for our ancient Roman fans. I am Simon Portmantonov, always with me as always is Ben Brickhouse-Cohen. Out in the studio, we've got Michelle-Poulton-Simon, the producer extraordinaire. And in I, we got only the one intern out there right now. Yep. Ben Primetime Gordon. Ben Primetime Gordon. How you guys doing out there? Doing. Good. Existing. Good. <laughs> Lively. Good. Definitely really? here. Ooh, Good God. delay. At least physically, if not mentally. Yeah. Michelle, I have to compliment you on your radio voice. Thank you. It's good. She's got a good radio I've voice. I've had like two years of practice. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but the guest right now, a very special guest, is I'm going to- You're I'm, back to the very special. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, because now I can actually pick and choose. Charlotte Noons, you are a librarian at Lafayette College, but what is your entire title? It is Director of Digital Scholarship Services. Yes. so That, that is correct. Does that count as... A, are you a librarian? Yep, I'm a librarian. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, faculty librarian. An alternative path, but mm -hmm. a librarian. I am proud to call myself a librarian. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's our second librarian. Is it our second librarian? Yep. Yeah, it is. You're correct. Fact check. Friend of the show, best guest, Sarah Morris. <laughs> would correct. Be upset if you didn't remember that. <laughs> no, I, no I, I, I wasn't sure. I knew Sarah, but I wasn't sure if there was another one. We got a lot of pushback on the first librarian guest because we made shushing jokes. We did. Oh. Just to play up the what we thought was the obvious stereotype. Right, right, right. But Apparently. some librarians were like, how are you not past that? And were, I mean, they were correct. Very prickly. <laughs> they were entirely correct. Very prickly. But they assumed a, a higher sense mm -hmm. of, of, I guess quality from us yes and yeah. that seems like a just a rookie mistake like really they right heard any of our podcasts <laughs> they would assume more quality oh <laughs> um sure yeah. how long how long have you been at lafayette oh no this is my third semester okay so yeah i got here yeah about a year and a half going on a year and a half okay where were you yeah. coming from i was in texas texas yes. austin. austin texas yep austin texas we talked about this before yeah the capital uh -huh. Were you in the library there? Were you doing your graduate work? Uh, yeah, I did a PhD in English, mm -hmm. and I did a whole bunch of work with archives, which kind of okay. set me on this kind of archives path. And if yep. you do anything with archives nowadays, it's going to involve the digital. Yep. So it was very kind of natural progression. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did a postdoc in an academic library in, at Southwestern University, okay. which is a tiny liberal arts college just north of Austin. Okay. So, in Georgetown. In Georgetown. Yes. Excellent. That's really north of Austin. <laughs> North, northeast. Not that Georgetown. Okay. Right off K Street. Mm. 
Um, now, wh- how did you become interested in, so, so what did you do for your English PhD? Well, that was on, uh, ooh, gosh, it seems like distant history. Oh, yeah. But it was on British novels set in colonies published between 1913 and 1936. Okay. And all kind of engaging with, you know, issues of internationalism and, uh-huh. you know, the League of Nations and anti-abolitionist you know, abolitionist campaigns. Mm-hmm. So just kind of, the, you know, how these novels were kind of registering and... Um, developing some kind of critical or not so critical perspective on international coalition building. Okay. What's the most famous one that, that we would know about? The novels? Uh, you, well, you've certainly heard of Passage to India. I have. Ian Forster, Simon. Yep. yep. That's definitely the most famous. The sun also rises, I would think. <laughs> so, um, why 1913 to 1936? Well, that was the f- earliest publication date and the last publication date of the novels in my set. Okay. And uh, it also kind of roughly, I was really interested in the interwar period. So that's okay. not, you know, it wasn't that th- those those dates don't align sure. exactly with the interwar period, but that was kind of roughly what I was going for mm-hmm. with also with a little bit of pre. We know well, how a PhD is Yeah, made. you know how it is. Just exactly. throw it all in the middle, <laughs> figure something But was it like a lifelong passion with the interwar period? No. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it is a passion now. Well, well, you know. So how did that become digital? Well, actually, I work on a really cool um, project. Something I love working on right now is just I've been involved. I'm a research fellow on the Modernist Archives Publishing Project, mm. which is a big digital project based at Stanford, and it has a whole bunch of um, institutional partners on it across Canada and. Um, you know, Great Britain hmm. and the States. Um, and the idea, it's really the glory of the digital is that it's centralizing uh, all of these archival materials that sure. are dispersed across all of these institutions all over the place. So they come together, they can come together digitally. Now, is is the, is the dream to get anything that's currently on paper in some form or fashion to be digital without obviously damaging the original? No. No? That, okay. was, that would be impossible. It would be impossible. So, well, not with that attitude. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, well, that way can Just do attitude. John Locke, like yeah. <laughs> um, I remember doing a thought experiment that was given an exercise during my postdoc. Yeah. It was with an organization called the Council on Library and Information Resources, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a feeder organization for Mellon funds. So that you have a cohort, and they teach you things. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things that they taught us, or that, you know, they challenged us to think about, was okay, you work in an archives, um, you can keep five percent of what people give you. And then you can digitize a tiny fraction of that. That's okay. that just gives you an idea. Uh, so I mean, it's all about priority. Like setting, yeah. it's all about setting priorities. Yeah. And um, every institution, every library, every archives, they have acquisition policies that are hammered out over the course, you know, with a much, much, much kind of thought and care. Mm-hmm. Um, and they vary a lot. People's acquisitions and digitization policies vary a lot. Yeah. They'll, they'll usually set some so priorities and themes. You and can't scan everything. Can't well, scan everything. But as, <laughs> as new content is produced, isn't yeah. it necessarily digital already? Or not well, There's necessary. a lot of, yes, a lot of born digital content. Okay. And there's some really... Born digital. Yes, new born words. digital. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good okay. one. Yeah, you've probably heard that term. Oh, sure. Yeah, Ben is deep in this digital scholarship Jeez. business. So, um, see, I'm I'm not I'm not giving up on digitizing everything. But yeah. isn't that like the uh, with the Borges story? Like the map is the size of the territory. Oh, I'm I do not know this reference. Just I don't I forget the reference to. I just something. It's mm-hmm. it's the highbrow version. I always wanted to have a a joke compendium that would you could go register from like the lowbrow version of a joke to the highbrow version yes mm-hmm. we need that and so that would be although i'm mangling it maybe ben you can be looking this up as we're talking please um <laughs> there's some kind of story about recreating the map of the whole world that would be the higher brow version the mm. lower brow version is the stephen wright one. Oh yeah he had a map and it was actual size mm-hmm. it said one mile equals one mile mm-hmm. yeah last summer he, he folded it <laughs> 
That's the whole joke. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. And Just, sophisticated. Well, so that right. would be mid-brow. Yeah. On the brow compendium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm so trying fi- to file uh, that find one. this. Yeah, what are you, what, what are you, what are you finding? I Anything? have a map of the United States. Actual <laughs> size. It says scale one mile equals one mile. I spent Ooh. last summer folding it. I hardly ever unroll it. People ask me where I live, and I say E6. You know, that's <laughs> not the worst Stephen Wright impression I've ever heard. Have you ever heard Stephen Wright speak, Ben? No, I have I have not. He's, yeah, he's a bit dry. He's told he's monotone. Yeah. yeah. I have a, a comment on, on digitization. Oh, please. And, and libraries. Uh, I don't know if, if you knew that one of the... Uh, the leaders of the study that led to the creation of JSTOR is a, a faculty member at Lafayette College. Ooh. Who that? Anthony Cummings. Oh, really? Tony. Yeah. We'll have to have him on the show. I just saw him today. He didn't mention that he was... <laughs> he let that? You know what's weird, though? I saw him right on the corner outside Charlotte's house. <laughs> mm. I was walking to campus. That I have never met this person. He he's is in music. He's in the music department. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cool. He's very, very, very nice, very smart person. What's the J stand for? Yes. Huh. Answer that, Ben. I used to know this. I think head. it's Jeremy Store. What if it's something with a silent J at the beginning? <laughs> Short never... for journal storage. Yes, journal storage. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, actually. Wow. Tony Cummings. Go. Very uh, creative naming. That makes sense. That makes sense. We're sidetracked. Okay. Um, Journey. Yeah, so... so Come we'll, Joe. Where, <laughs> where were you before uh, Austin? Before Austin, I was in Montreal okay. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I but, know I'm speaking to a Canadian. You are. Well... Am I, though? <laughs> I don't know. I saw that on Facebook. You're yes. an American citizen now. I'm an American citizen. Hmm. Um, <laughs> isn't it interesting that uh, digital humanities um, expert here is, it's hard to track digitally your origins. I don't know where you're from. You, you know? can't find that stuff on the internet? Probably isn't it much deep history on me. I mean, I'm a child of pre-internet. Interesting. You know? Before you went to Cornell. Yeah, you know, they found out about that. Right. So, oh. yeah, internet kicked in kind of when I was in college. Okay. Yeah. I had email. In high school, but just barely. Just probably barely. my senior year. Yeah, I graduated in 99. So yeah. where, where did that happen? Where was high school? Rhode Island. Man, you've moved around. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you grow up in Rhode Island? Yep, I grew up in Rhode Island. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're not too far away from there now. No, that yeah. was one of the big, um, wonderful things about this job. Yeah. So when, when did the, I want to trace the intellectual lineage. Please. We got Cornell. We got McGill. Yep. We got Austin. All good schools. Yep. You also did some studies abroad for a couple of semesters or a short period. Yes, I did. And we'll get to those. Good work. After this. <laughs> after this. No. <laughs> We're going to get them right now. But when was it always English? Yes, it was always English. And was it always novels? Eh, I don't think anybody in English, I don't think English majors really limit themselves anymore. I was just I was just thinking about this the other day. I was thinking, yeah, you know, and when I was teaching English classes, I never limited myself to fiction. And mo- most people I know who teach literature don't, which I'm glad about. I mean, I feel, you know, I think yeah. a lot of the classes I took in college were really focused. Was there like, aren't there like English students who really want to be, because they want to be writers and those who like really are more readers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think you can have a really text-intensive, text-heavy course that's still multi-genre. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Simon. We were on the journey <laughs> question. Cotton Eye Joe, where'd you come from? Where'd you go? I, 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 think, I think we've established it pretty well. Yeah, Rhode Island and yeah. then to Cornell. English. Mm-hmm. You went straight sure from is. Cornell to McGill for a master's? Yes. Well, actually, no. I took a year in between. And I worked for a PERG, a public interest research group. And uh, <laughs> what did you think? Both of you looked really I thought, alarmed. I thought you did the patio. I like, asked that Perkola. <laughs> no, I was thinking it was like the purge. Oh, okay. Ooh, the purge yeah. was going on. I worked for that for a while. Because there's a lot of paperwork. People yeah. don't think of that. <laughs> Keep a lot of people to purge. It was, it was not a purge. Um, Nyperg in uh, 
at Queens College. Okay. I worked there for a year. Now, what what made you want to go to, to a different country to study? Oh, I wanted to do a master's in English because I just felt like I wasn't quite finished uh-huh. studying that. Yeah. But uh, I didn't want to pay too much money. Mm. And Canada's really cheap for Americans, Is relatively for speaking. Americans? Okay, relatively speaking. at the speaking, time, yeah. it was incredibly cheap. Yeah. It was, I think I paid something like $600 in tuition a year. Wow. That's so I could, less than I paid. And I, was a, I think you might have gotten away with something. Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, and I'm sure it varies a lot from program to program sure. and all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was incredibly affordable. So yeah. I just I just applied there in Toronto for a master's, to mm-hmm. a master's. And that was great. Yeah. Yeah. They're good schools. And it led you on to Austin. Well, then I had a really amazing advisor in my master's who mm-hmm. just knowing my, you know, who I got to know over the course of the degree. And he knew my interests really well. And he was like, you have to go to UT Austin. It's the perfect program for you and because they have the harry ransom center there which Mm -hmm. is i don't know if you guys are familiar with it but it's like a premier humanities archive when does it go from archive to being a pack rat where is that 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 fine line between archive and hoard Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um i mean i think a lot of archives are hoards okay uh, but but hoards aren't organized no hoards are not organized absolutely not that's the dividing oh no so many archives i mean are not organized, man. Not organized. Oh, oh not they are not cataloged. Not even a scooch more than a hoard? <laughs> no, they're straight up hoards. And it's just that the famous people, it's just that they're famous people hoards. So mm. it's cool, right? I mean, like Jack Nicholson, you know, HRC. But, is, but aren't they planning to categorize it or organize it? Well, that's, they're going to get around They would to love to, but they're just not the resources. Jack Nicholson? I think I'm thinking of the right actor. The Harry Ransom Center has Jack Nicholson's like estate or something, which includes like his desk and his underwear and... All kinds of it's it's truly a horde. He's still alive. Yeah, yeah. But they still have his stuff. Oh yeah, They'll that just, is a little bit hoardy. It's very hoardy, but it's yeah. so magical for a lot of researchers. I mean, it's like they're like really into these. People. Well, so yeah, what what archivists what? are going to write in and say that they're not hoarders? <laughs> oh sure, but you know what? I would love people to write in. So yeah, <laughs> come on, <laughs> bring it on. Bring, bring the, uh, very spreads and butters at gmail.com If you're an archivist and they you don't think us. you're a hoarder, you can tweet us at some later date as well. Um, what would someone gain from looking at Jack Nicholson's desk? Well, if you want. A true context that's what that's the glory of archives just that incomparable sense of context there's mm-hmm. nothing like it like to, if you're trying to get a feel for who an artist or who a writer was what their ins- what their inspirations were their intentions you know what's you know what's great mm-hmm. ephemera yeah there you go is that what that is that's what you want that's ephemera, ephemera. Okay. yep ephemera i talk about ephemera a lot mm-hmm. and it's a great word isn't too. ephemera basically saying this cannot this isn't going to be organized it's just a bunch of random stuff and yeah. we're going to call it it's <laughs> sure. fancy fancy post-its time. pamphlets buttons yep. like yeah. kind of like stuff little stuff into a, like a plastic sleeve yeah. now is one button ephemera. an ephemerum Oh, that's a good question. I don't know the someone probably. Had, I don't know that there's ever been just one. Uh, right, right. I'm gonna ask. Right. It's not a collection. It's inherently that's just plural. The thing. Ben, can you see what the um, singular, <laughs> singular of ephemera is? If there is in fact a singular, I'm learning a lot tonight. Thanks. Wow. Well, <laughs> ephemera is single. Is it? Oh, interesting. I'm okay ephemeron. with ephemeron. Ephemeron. Oh, ephemeron is a singular. No, ephemeron is the plural. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. Nora Ephron. Wait, no, no. Singular the is the ephemeron. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's oh, what I thought. That's what we thought. thought. Oh, God. Back okay, it so up. ephemeron, though. Ephemeron. That's good So like know. a button. It would be an ephemeron. All right, ephemeron. so Simon's back to his button answer. Yeah. We've got multiple ephemerons. <laughs> so we've got... <laughs> Wait, ephemera. <laughs> like a civil, you're thinking of it like a Civil War button. Yeah. Yeah. Like something you dug up in oh, the backyard. Oh, no, I'm thinking about like when it says, you know, the make oh, love like, not war. Oh, oh, okay. Like a peace mm-hmm. button. Is that what we're thinking of? Or like a campaign button? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were thinking like a, a, a uniform button. Oh, no, not that. Mm. No, of course not. Like a lieutenant. But they would probably have those. A lieutenant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's all, it's all fair game. It's oh, all fair man. game. And this is what brought you to Austin. Yeah. 
<laughs> just the, the junk storage? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I am going to have oh. the archivist write in. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, don't it wasn't you guys it's all him that was me that well was how about me. this is there I a writer who you're super stoked about <laughs> you're asking no. the wrong okay. person how about you ben <laughs> mm, david wallace okay david so, foster wallace david foster could it be Sorry. fun for you to like go see like multiple drafts of david foster wallace's absolutely writings and to maybe Simon's sort of... the one you got to convince here i'm on yeah okay you're on totally. yeah, i don't yeah, think it's yeah. hoarding he's a <laughs> Yeah. Harder sell. Yeah. You, you Simon a... with like an archive on comic books or something. Oh, yeah. oh my yeah. gosh, of course. Oh yeah, original drawings. Oh yeah, maybe that would be kind of that would neat. be even cooler. Oh, and that's a big area yeah. of collection. A yeah. lot of archives will really zero in on yeah. you know, comic books and zines, and I mean because there's such that like cul- they're loaded with culture and they're such cultural markers. So I don't want to appear too uh, high on myself, but all my notes that I keep should, I, should I keep those <laughs> just in case an archivist wants those well, later? See, this is such an interesting. Misperception okay. that archivists that want, want people to. Uh, <laughs> oh, I gotta say, no, no. I mean, oh God, Diane Shaw will get so mad at me right yeah. now. Um, but you know, oh, she's I, a friend of the show. She is. Yes. Hi, Diane. I love you. <laughs> this, none of this was directed. None at of you, this Diane. directed at you. No. Yeah, yeah. And once again, any of this that could have been thought to have been directed at someone, was, those were all things Simon said. Oh, my bad. Okay. <laughs> yes. There's a line between. Right? I mean, I think archivists are targeted with a lot of cl- that people are constantly offering stuff. Do you think all Diane the gets, time? Does she get offers all the time? Constantly. Yeah, I think so. Diane Shaw is our college archivist. And then, but then also, of course, we want to be intentionally acquiring in mm-hmm. ways, right, to sort of build up areas of the collection. And so, I think. I mean, I certainly don't. I cannot speak at all for special collections and archives here. Yep. Um, I don't have insight into. They um, have Lafayette Sword. Yeah, they have some. Oh, I mean, they have incredible collections. I mean, for for such a small institution, our archives are incredible. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely spectacular. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's about, I think, just being sort of, I think a lot of archivists work on being open and gracious and and responsive, right, to people who want to offer stuff and um, at the same and then finding diplomatic ways to say no. I I, I was a Smithsonian fellow one summer and Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time. It was in the National uh, the American History Museum, mm-hmm. and uh, from the hearing the people answer the phone, uh, it seemed like ninety percent of their calls were uh, the half that I heard was, "Yeah, it's very nice. Um, it's not really uh, how we acquire materials here, but thank you for calling. Uh, if you want to like send in a note, you know, we can document that you have this collection." That's then, a good response. And then the next call, it was just all day long, people calling to try mm-hmm. to give the Smithsonian stuff. Yeah. I wonder if you went behind an archive and the dumpster. And there would be interesting stuff that was not good enough for the archive, but... Or, you know what, too? Archivists had to look in their crystal balls and just say, hey, is this going to be a research true. value in right. 20 years? And there are horror stories out there. Oh, uh, are there? Like because what? Because there's limited storage, right? I mean, physical storage yeah. and digital storage right. is very limited compared to the infl- like massive yeah, amount yeah, of stuff yeah. out so there. So if you've got, like, the basement oh. tapes of Good Charlotte, somebody's like, we've got to, we've got to save these. <laughs> Yeah, that's, okay. That's see, a that's, horrible example of that. That's why. That, that, that would be... That was a oh, good man. example. I would, I would not be able to get any sleep as an archivist, because I wouldn't know, like, I would always be thinking, but what if this exactly, is... Exactly, exactly. What if I should keep Simon's notes? I think people like Diane Shaw do lose sleep over this, right? I mean, they... they not over it's Simon's a, notes. No, not, not. It's a Don't worry, Diane. high responsibility position to be sort of yeah. stewarding the research collections of the future. Like and and you know to... what? Because those horror stories, you the, the first thing you do is like, oh, how could they have not known? Because in retrospect... Of course, this person was going to become famous. So why didn't you keep, you know, everything about them? You but still think they're going to scan everything? I think they should. Just do it. Would you consider yourself a digital archivist, or that's what's the what's the core of your work here as the director question. of DSS? I think I have multiple areas of responsibility. 
Um, and those include kind of coordinating the digital repository um, development process. So, of course, you know, I don't do the development of the digital repository. We have a fabulous um, digital library developer, Adam Melantonio, my colleague. Mm-hmm. I work on kind of coordinating the digital, making sort of strategic plans, working with the dean, mm-hmm. thinking like, you know, what's the what's the direction of the future of our digital repository? And then how are we going to get the resources and then enact the implementation of the digital yeah. repository? So that's one area. Um, I do uh, kind of the management side of the department. So we have, uh, we run a bunch of digital projects ben has got one mm-hmm. i got one i got one maps. so man, you know, okay. maps is pretty cool um how so many just, what percentage of the digital projects are maps um just the good ones no i i have to i can't speak like that <laughs> although i'm not the map one, base ones are pretty awesome we've got also a great uh cartographer gis librarian in our department mm-hmm. um John Clark. I guess I don't really need to speak in like anonymous terms. It's kind of a small yeah. community. He might not want. He might not want people to know. John Peter. Clark, also my neighbor. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Well, in that case, Michelle, you're my neighbor too. Oh well. Yeah. You guys live <laughs> oh, nice. close to each other. Yes, we right live the block. Yeah, I've seen you around. So yeah, you must have been close to your apartment. Yeah. Peter feels really left out now. Yeah, sorry, He's Peter. So far away. From <laughs> These are our friend and and yeah. the Netherlands. Um, and then I also do digital humanities in the classroom stuff. So I work with classrooms and faculty members and mm-hmm. we'll kind of like develop a way to cumulatively integrate a digital project mm-hmm. in their course over the course of the semester. Mm-hmm. Now you're working on a really big project right now um, involving the Eastern community. Yes. I'm co-directing a Mellon grant with Andrea Smith. A uh, friend of the show, future guest Andrea Smith in the Anthropology yes. and Sociology Department. <laughs> you guys got a lot of radio interviewing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it be here a while. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so this is a um, a grant initiative funded by the Andrew W. Mellon Foundation, and it's titled the Lehigh Valley Engaged Humanities Consortium. Um, I think it's the subtitle, something like Understanding Transformations Over the Past 50 Years. 50. Got so it. it's a, a big grant initiative. It's um, regional, so it's really focused on the Lehigh Valley. Okay. And um, there has some some key themes, which mm-hmm. include the diversity of communities, mm-hmm. um, work, kind of the history of um, industry here, and also emerging economies mm-hmm. in the, during the deindustrial period. Yep. Sense of place, landscape, and how how um, kind of the social life in this area has interacted historically with mm-hmm. um, the environment and with the landscape. Yeah. So, Art. yeah, arts a big thing. <laughs> we have. Yeah. So you have like. a lot of meetings with the other Lehigh Valley schools? Yeah, yeah, we do. We have a wonderful grant coordinator who is, has been really pounding the pavement. Um, her name is Kate Pitts, and she's okay. she's been all over um, the Lehigh Valley. And yeah, we do a lot of communicating with other folks in the steering committee, too. No, so I assume that you've been on their podcasts, too. Yeah, how are those schools podcasts? Yeah, how is, how's the Lehigh podcast? How's the DeSales podcast? a real podcast? question. How's the Moravian podcast? Yeah, how's the Muhlenberg podcast yeah. coming? How's the uh, Cedar Crest podcast? Do you guys consider yourself the Lafayette podcast? Well, you know what? It I sounds like say, we're the Lehigh Valley podcast at this point. Yeah. I'd say we're probably the longest running uh, <laughs> po- like college podcast in the Lehigh Valley. I'd that's say that's really reasonable. Impressive. Yeah, that's reasonable to say. And I think, as we said before, the, the longest running open air continuously operated podcast. Exactly. Dang. We're, I mean, are, we're artisanal. We're a small batch, boutique, <laughs> micro podcast, mm-hmm. handcrafted. I love it. Listen, if, if other podcasts are happening and they want us to know, then they can email us at variousbreadsandbutters at gmail.com or tweet us at some later date. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that hard. <laughs> or maybe have Charlotte on their show and talk about this consortium. Now, are, is there anything on the on the project that you're going to do that's like your thing, like that's more fun for you than... I have been working on a collaboration with the local chapter of the NAACP mm-hmm. and the Siegel Museum. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the idea of kind of building, you know, the Siegel's really interested in building out their collections. Um, and, and the Siegel Museum is a museum for listeners downtown, who don't know downtown yes. Easton. It it uh, is a community. Like it talks about the local community. Mm-hmm. 
it's um, connected also with the Northampton Genealogical Society. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interested in the history of Northampton County. The NGS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've got yeah. a Peeps exhibit. Yeah. Peeps. Mm-hmm. Peeps yep. is a local product. Yeah. It is. Yep. I know that's come up, but it can't, we can't say it too many times. No, we yes. can't. <laughs> uh, Mike and Ike's? Both of them. Both of them. There's three things, right? Peeps, Mike and Ike's, and what's their other big candy? Hot, hot tamales. Uh, yeah, hot tamales. Right. right. I it's think we got thing. it. We got okay, it. We're good. We're good. Yeah. Sponsored are sponsored by. Sure. Why not? Are you indeed? Well, Michelle needs to check that box on the bingo card. Yeah, please do. Okay. Um, so, so you're working with Siegel Museum. We yes. are not. We are not sponsored by. Them. Yeah. But we would be. <laughs> if they It'd want to, nice. yeah. we'd be open to we're it. Open. Just Born we'll, is yeah. the name of the company. We'll sell anything, honestly. Our sponsor today. Yeah. We don't even have to like it if we don't want to. We'll still sell it. Sure. We you guys no, could do those clever no like podcast info info intros where you kind of like make fun of the product, but also yeah. simultaneously promote the product. We're a regular Pod Save America here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, fe- I feel like I've done enough research on how podcasts market things, and like I think it's my time to actually give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. So if anybody wants to test it out, see if what you I've could learned. Help us. Sorry, you 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 work. You've done some work with the Seagull Museums. So yeah, saying, yeah, you know, and and the local chapter of the NAACP. Yeah. So it's been kind of like this tri, you know, this kind of like triad thing. Is about, this what Michelle's helping with? No, that's a different project. That oh, is the Queer Archives Project, which mm-hmm. is a wonderful project I've really enjoyed working on. So that's another kind of area of... Is that um, local? Yeah, it's local. It's um, the faculty director is Mary Armstrong, mm-hmm. um, and Michelle is one of the amazing Excels who work on the project. Do you call her by her nickname, Hyphen? No, is that's that her, her nickname? nickname? That's, that's her. Cute. That's her given nickname. Her yep. given nickname. Yep. Michelle, do you approve? It, uh, yeah, it's been my nickname for like two years. Like two years. And so, and so, what is what is the what is the queer archive project involved? The idea is um, to develop again a small an archive of oral histories having to do with the LGBTQ experience mm-hmm. at Lafayette, okay. going back as as far as possible. So, Mary Armstrong has been traveling all over the place conducting oral histories with um, LGBTQ identified alums who want to talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who want to talk about <laughs> their experience. Yeah, so, and we've been working, um, Mary and Michelle and another um, student, Jennifer Wellnitz, and I have been working on a digital project connected with the queer archives, um, with the archives themselves. Yeah. So, using the platform Scalar, which okay. is another kind of web publishing platform. There's a lot of, which, there's a lot of, there's a lot of software dependencies yes, to, to this stuff. Big time. Yeah. Oh, Lord. But what if they, what if one stops being oh, a thing? This is that big. happens, right? Oh, yeah. We've had yeah. this conversation. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is why you don't need to with established things. This is what keeps me up at night. Only IBM, only Windows. (laughs) Then just deal with it. Yeah. I think it leads us to an archive question. Please. (laughs) When one is trying to archive music Mm. and they're trying to get past Good Charlotte. Mm. So good at this. Then we'll make no more of those references. Yeah. They will often want to know about our guests' past musical interests. Yeah. So we have a question for you that will help us do our own musical archiving. First, uh, what was your favorite music when you were 10? What was it when Mm. you were 20? And what was it when you were 30? Oh, gosh. I remember when you asked this question of Amy. Mm-hmm. And I put it in my back pocket. And I was like, if I ever do that podcast, I have to come armed with responses to those questions. And then I forgot to do that. I'm, I have Oops. to admit that I'm always surprised people have answers for the 10-year-old one. Because, I, I mean, that's, that's really hard. It's just that's what were my one. parents listening to? Okay, age? well, I'm going to give you one. I'm going to say the roaches. The, the roaches. roaches? Yes. Explain, please. So they're this trio of New Jersey sisters. And they, oh, well, we know that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, continue. 
Do you? No, I mean, I'm starting from the definitely beginning. Definitely not. Oh, okay, okay. Keep, trio of New Jersey sisters called <laughs> yes, the Roaches. Yes, and I was recently reintroduced to them because my partner, Andy Uzendowski, who would also be an amazing uh, okay. interview. Future guest. Oh, yeah. Man, if you want to talk, talk about music and stuff, yeah, it's okay. good. Um, so, yeah, the Roaches, so there are these, this trio of New Jersey sisters. I We had their Christmas album. So they harmonized like you wouldn't believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds, it sounds artificial. Yeah. They're just... Absolutely remarkable mm-hmm. um, vocalists, and I don't know. They sing kind of like Peter Paul and Mary style stuff. So it was so, so I was reintroducing them because Andy discovered them, and he's like, "Oh my, have you heard this this amazing <laughs> like, like yes. trio of when sisters? I was ten? It was when my were they around? Um, well, so I know they're probably like in their sixties, seventies now. So, so they're kind of hot in eighties, nineties. What I thought they would have been a punk rock group. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. Yeah, well, and it's this is, here's how it's spelled: R O C H E S. Uh, and oh, it's their last name. Ro- Roches. Yeah, Roches. it's their last Roches. name. The Roches. Like Literally Ferrer like the Roches. So we were listening. They have a couple of absolutely beautiful songs. And then we had we had their Christmas album when I was growing up. So I, yeah. I strongly associated them with Christmas and everything. And then when Andy was like, oh, you got to listen to these. They're so good. And we were listening to them. And I was like, no wonder I liked this when I was 10. Because they're, it's very, you know how Peter, Paul, and Mary will have this sort of like literal Sometimes like highly literal, kind of jokey, jaunty. Mm-hmm. Puff kind. the Magic Dragon. Yeah. Well, that's uh, literally for kids, right? Or was it not actually geared towards kids originally? I don't think it was. I think it works on a number of levels. Yeah, it works on a number of levels. It's mm-hmm. one of those songs. And it is about weed, right? I, I'm pretty yeah. sure. I would think so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So it really I is working on a Yeah. Um, so I was like, yeah, of course, uh, yeah, it, it made sense that I could, you know, it actually kind of sounds almost like Raffi-esque, but mm. it's completely not yeah. geared towards children. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, did, I'm going to assume that didn't maintain itself. Uh, how did this change at age 20? I, I'm going to say I, I always love the Roaches, actually. And okay. I, I always listen to That's their Christmas it. album a lot. I had their Christmas album on last night. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, when I was 20, gosh, where would I have been there? Let's see. You were in college. Yeah. I'm thinking about like in my she, existence. Mm-hmm. But she yeah, a, that she was, was in college. Ethical. You were in Ithaca. Yeah, it was in Ithaca. Okay. Well, you know, I, this is just came to mind because apparently they played here recently, Rusted Root. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Or, they, they, or they are playing right? here. <laughs> are they from, they're from Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I saw them on the marquee at one center square. Mm. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Oh, they played downtown? <laughs> they played here in town? Yeah, I think they did. Unless it's Michelle another Band, Rusted Root. Yeah, I mean, they weren't my favorite, but they were, everybody was listening to them. They were, mm-hmm. you know, kind of a big deal. Um, there was this band, the Sim Redmond Band, that was a local band in Ithaca that I was really into. It was kind of a little groupie. Mm-hmm. Followed them around a bunch. What kind of music is that? It's kind of, it's like jammy. I don't... Like fish? I was going to say, I don't want to say fish, but yeah, kind of like fish. No, All right. I never yeah. want to say fish. But they have a... <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I didn't like fish. I never liked fish. Nobody does. Um, <laughs> yeah, you were, but you were just the right generation for fish. How could you not like fish? It was like not an option. It's like I, the 60s generation. I know plenty of people who didn't like fish. Okay. I was okay. listening to a lot of Paul Simon at that time. He's good. Okay. All the good stuff, you know, the cure. You know, I was just like, I heard a cure yeah. song listening to a movie the other day. And it's like, why I don't under, why don't we just listen to the cure all the time? I mean, it's, mm. it is the gold standard of music. <laughs> and this this would have been in the early 2000s, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Where's the other... did play? When? November 30th. Oh, we missed them. In Easton, PA. One center square. I think they've it's downsized their menus. <laughs> yeah. All right. So age 30, Charlotte. So that's pretty recent. It's almost kind of like, it's such an overwhelming question, especially because I was in Austin. So there was just like music happening constantly. Oh, yeah. And I used to, Andy was also into this. We're going into, you go to ACL, mm-hmm. city, the City Limits, 
the recordings mm-hmm. and and I'd never heard it called ACL, but that's what it that's oh, that yeah. that's what really? it is. Yeah, I never heard that either. Austin City, I, I thought that was like a. Yeah, I mean, Austin City Limits it. is such a mouthful to say all the time. It's true, but PBS seems to. It's been around since 1974. Yeah, has it really? Gosh, I'm really having a hard time with this one. Can I say Dum Dum Girls? Because what are they? What do they do? I'm crazy about them. Okay. They're a girl band. Well, okay. they've got a male bassist, I think, but okay. largely a girl band. All, pretty much all female vocalists, I think. Okay. Are they from Austin? No. Okay. I think they're from California. But okay. they were on ACL. I don't think they were on ACL. <laughs> Sounds so cool when no. you say it. Yeah, no, but they were at South by Southwest. I definitely saw them at South by Southwest. So, Hold on. S- South by. S-W. No, South by. South by. I just call it South by. South by. South by. Okay. Yeah, definitely saw them at South by. Probably on multiple occasions. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Dum Dum Girls. That's a good choice. We'll accept that. That's a good answer. I have other questions. Please. Do you want to do a quiz? It's going to probably be a good quiz, right? It's a good quiz. That's one of the best. Super good. I'm I'm so excited for this to be one of the best. One of the best. One of the best. Michelle and Ben, you are ready? Always. This is really the reason I record this podcast. I know. That's why people listen. Yep. Uh, the quiz. Are these Austin things or not? Are these real Austin oh, things no. or not? Real Austin <laughs> things or not? Real Austin things or not. Okay. I'm not even going to ask, was okay. ACL founded in 1974, the longest running PBS show? I won't even say that. Is it the longest running PBS show? I think so. Not Masterpiece Theater. Uh, don't make Ben look this up. <laughs> oh, never mind. Oh, jeez. I, I, I just ask as like a polite thing, and then I realize, oh, you have no idea. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Because I was just saying stuff, and I didn't think you were going to ask anything. Okay, my bad. This is going to be so educational. Mm-hmm. All right, well, obviously, yeah. the first one is mic check. We'll go around the room. You're the last answer because you have the advantage. Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. Simon goes first. He usually gives it away because he's all smarty smart. I'm mm-hmm. pretty smarty smart. First one is mic check. So mic check. just to know, uh, their slogan is keep Austin weird. Keep Austin weird. It is, although a lot of cities have now, they want to keep I, know. I should say it's weird. their unofficial they slogan. Austin weird. Don't keep, everybody wants to keep weird, but Austin, yeah, keep Austin weird. What do you think, guys? Yes. Yes, Ben. Um, I'm sorry, I'm getting caught up in these uh, longest-running PBS shows. Oh, <laughs> just, just just say yes or no. No, just okay. say yes. <laughs> no, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yes, it's yes. Yes, it's yes. All right, we did the mic check. It's always mic yes. Check. The We're first done. one is always yes. Oh, no. Ben's, Good now, Michelle. Yep, Ben's new too. <laughs> All right, the next one. Uh, Dazed and confused was filmed there. Dazed and confused was filmed there or was set there. Was filmed there. The was 1993 Richard Linklater hit. There. I know the answer. Um, I, I'm going to say. That's why you go last, Charlotte. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say no. Michelle? I'll say yes. Uh, ben? Although Sesame Street is on HBO now, <laughs> does it count as PBS's longest running show? I don't know. When did it leave <laughs> PBS and go on to HBO? I love this. Turning the quiz around. I don't know. Um, Otherwise, it's Masterpiece Theater. This, thank you. This is what happens when you just <laughs> say, you just pull facts and you don't fact check, <laughs> Ben. Because we have a fact checker. Okay. And also because uh, we're living in a post-fact podcast. That is true. <laughs> ben, ben. What, what do you think? Days and Confused. Uh, Days and Confused. Shot in Austin, yes or no? I believe there's a... Not to say I'm a Led Zeppelin fan, because okay. I'm not. Okay. Led Zeppelin okay. live concert called Days and Confused. Mm-hmm. Then it That was there shot was at song. Madison Square Garden, or was that a different... No, that, that the song remains the same. The answer is no. Because there's definitely something else called Days and Confused. The movie Days and Confused. Yeah, you're overthinking it, Ben. I want to um, retract my initial confidence, because I know it's set in Houston. Austin. It was it shot in Austin? Well, that's the question on that the table. That's the question on the table. So was it shot in Austin, but set, set in Houston. Houston? Where are we getting Houston from? It's Austin. I don't know. I'm just going by what you're But isn't it set in Houston? Well, well, set in Austin. I don't... 
I'm complicating the is question. Is the answer no? The answer is yes. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. Well, there you go. Even the Moon Tower where they have the party. I think that's an actual well, thing in Austin. Oh, of course. Do we tease and confuse with Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. That yeah. movie? Ben oh, Affleck. yeah. No, what were you thinking? Oh, man. No, I was okay. thinking of that movie with Winona Ryder and uh, <laughs> Reality Bites is the movie I was thinking Reality of. Reality Bites. All right. Third one. Yeah. We'll move on from this. We can sure. do this. Uh, Whole Foods was born there. Whole Foods in Austin. <laughs> Ah, uh, now I don't know what to say. <laughs> We're talking about the grocery store, Whole Foods. The grocery store. Um, no trickery. This no is just trickery. a straight quiz. That seems like a reasonable thing. Dead or Austinian? It's a little crunchy, a little granola. I'll say yes. Austin, yes. Michelle? Sure. I'll also say yes. Okay. Okay. Ben? As Austin is the Williamsburg of the South, it must be a yes. Good Good point. Good Williamsburg, point. Virginia is already Charlotte, in the South. Charlotte, what do you think? <laughs> I say yes. It's yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I believe John Mackey is the gentleman's name. An Austinian. You believe. You they call themselves Austinians? What, what are they? What are you, Austinites, I think. Austinites? Yeah, yeah that didn't sound right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, that's a yes. <laughs> okay, next question. <laughs> uh, next question. Wonder Woman was filmed there. Now, which Wonder Woman? The recent one. The recent one. 2017's Wonder Woman. If you had said the, the 70s version with Linda Carter, then I might have said yes. It was, but there. I didn't say that. He didn't say that. What would have been filmed there? It wasn't. There wasn't anything Austinian about it. Um, I'll say no. I'm going to say no. But then, why would you ask the question, Michelle? What do you think? I'm going to go no on this one. No. Okay, Ben. I mean, you got to say yeah. He's contrarian. Okay. What do you think, Charlotte? I don't know. I kind of want to say yes. I did not see the movie, and I don't know the answer to this question. It's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic movie. movie. The answer is no. <laughs> so just, you just, just, I just like the movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, here's an easier one. Mm-hmm. Their minor league hockey team is called the Austin Dunkirks. The Austin Dunkirks. I bet there's someone named Austin Dunkirk that you're trying to make a joke about, so I'm going to say no, <laughs> it's not. And you said minor league hockey for me. So no, I'm going to say no. What do you think, Michelle? Yeah, I think you're. I think you're playing the, the game master correctly <laughs> I am. here. I think I am. I this think is I am. Def, This yeah. is definitely the setup for something, and I don't know what oh. it is. And, but it's and, and you know what? And, and Michelle, can you agree with me? It's not going to be worth it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be way too much of a setup oh, for the amount God. of reward that we get. Can we just drag this part out before he gets to make? Oh yeah, we can definitely. Oh, oh he, yeah, he can edit. That's because right, you, you can hear the giggles uh, under this because he's, 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 he's so excited. He's so proud of himself. Oh, you should see him. Ben does have a pretty you, amazing giggle. What do you think? What do you think, Ben? I, I mean, I've been thinking about it. I think Sesame Street's... I would count Sesame Street. <laughs> not even not this not, oh, my God. This is all falling <laughs> apart. What do you think? What do you think, Charlotte? Austin Dunkirk. So I'm pretty sure that Austin does have a minor league hockey team, and I think it's called the Texas Stars. I could be wrong about all that. But well, there's the Dallas Stars. They're an, an NHL yeah, no, team. I think these are... It's like really funny it's to see ads for them when I... Okay. Well, I'm, I can say that it's an interesting fact that Austin is the largest city without a pro sports team, if that helps. Oh, but Dunkirk yeah. was a beautiful 2017 movie that I quite loved. <laughs> okay. Uh, more than Wonder Woman. That's it. Just the Austin Dunkirk. <laughs> I just love Dunkirk. Oh, God. It was so good. I have a fact check. Oh, what's that? It wasn't good? No, it was. No, Texas Stars are a part of the AH, AHL, the American, American Hockey, Hockey League. League. They're a minor league team. Yeah. Correct. I guess they, they probably are the Dallas Stars farm team. All right. How about, uh, is it home to Ladybird Lake? <sighs> I know. I know. No, it's not. 
Michelle, what do you think? Yeah, this is clearly a yeah, setup to right. make a joke about the movie Lady Bird. Yeah, so. he doesn't think so. But, he thinks he's so sly. But I feel <laughs> like he's also simultaneously like playing us with like Lady Bird Johnson. So yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. It he's just it, it, it feels like I'm going to get played here no matter what I say. Yeah, and I think that's you just have to accept that. <laughs> I have. have I think that. it's both dead and Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's your answer. Ben? Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Charlotte? Yes. There's a ladybird lake. There's a ladybird lake. <laughs> oh, you're the worst. <laughs> oh, God. Not the worst. That was good. That was fantastic. I was very happy just, to find that out. Just lead us right into it. <laughs> All right. Was Austin originally named Waterloo? Waterloo. Austin. Which is not a movie that came out this year. No, it's not. <laughs> um, That's interesting. Waterloo, Texas. Why would it have changed its name? It's an interesting question. I have no reason to believe that it wasn't originally called Waterloo, so I'm going to say yes to this. Michelle, what do you think? I'll say no. Okay. Ben? Why would they change? Yeah. What? Why would they change yes, it? Yes, it was named Waterloo. It was named Waterloo. Charlotte, what do you think? This is, for some reason, ringing a vague bell, but I don't know if it's just because you planted the idea. I don't Because I know it was called something. I just can't remember. Probably was. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not awesome. So, so what's your answer? I'm going to, can I just say uh, abstain? Oh, no, it's no, we, we, we need this. See, we have archives ourselves, <laughs> right. and we need them to be accurate. We have a whole running sheet. We have yeah. all the answers. We have <sighs> all the scores. Yeah. We're going to do some data analysis on it later. I guess I'll say yes. Yes, it's yes. Yes. It was originally called Waterloo. Waterloo, Texas. And then the next question will help you resolve this. Okay. Uh, was it named for Steve Austin, the $6 million man? Oh, that's a good question. Was Austin um, named for Steve Austin, the $6 no, million man? it was named for Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> The Texas rattlesnake. <laughs> Michelle. I'm going to go no. Okay. Ben? Don't think too hard. <laughs> ben, you're wondering if the city of Austin was named for the $6 million man. Yes or no? The show from the 1970s. <laughs> <laughs> Television show. Uh, mm, I would say... The mm. reference is probably lost on him. Hmm? But but does Sesame Street really count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... Then we're going to skip you, and we're going to go to Charlotte. Yeah, come <laughs> back to me. Come yeah. back so, to me. Yeah. It's confusing, because it was Stephen F. Austin mm-hmm. is who the town is named after, but okay. I'm assuming that's a different Stephen Austin. Than the $6 million man. Than the $6 million man. Cyborg. Yeah. Um, I also Bionic man. have not seen that show, um, but definitely Austin was not named after him, I'm, I think. Okay. Right. That's true. It's not named after Steve Austin, the stif- uh, $6 million man. Okay. And not Stone Cold Steve Austin, the Texas Rattlesnake. No, but um, it was named for Stephen, uh, Stephen F. Austin, okay. statesman. Oh. After they changed it to his name after Waterloo. Uh. I have another question, smart guy. Yeah. <laughs> is Stone Cold Steve Austin from Austin? <laughs> I don't think he is. Oh, I no. Think he might you be know so much about Stone Cold Steve Austin. In Texas, but I don't think Stone Cold Steve Austin is from there. I'm going to say no. What do you think, Michelle? It's in the I'll name. also say no. Okay, Ben? Uh, you know I'm going to contrarian this one, yes. I always say yes. Charlotte. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back... Ben up and say yes. Say it yes. is a yes. Really? He's from Austin. He changed his name to Austin. Yeah, I know. In name of the town that he's oh. from. That'd be oh. like if I, his name if, is like if, Steve if Williams I became or something. A wrestler, right? It was called Stone Cold Simon Toronto. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> that it. Awesome. That sounds good, right? That sounds really <laughs> good. Did I do that, guys? That's, yeah. Did we just come right? up with something? Oh man, this is <laughs> great. <laughs> Thank you, Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Stone Cold Simon Toronto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, a young Janice Joplin got her start at the famous bar Columbus. The famous bar Columbus. In Austin. In Austin. Okay, thank you. Um, I just thought it was just a random question. Um, no, I believe this is what I'm going to say. The answer is no. She got her start at a, at a bar called Austin that was in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> Michelle. 
Honestly, I sort of feel like that's right, but I'm still going to go yes. A little bit? Okay. Ben? Yeah, I'm going to trust you on this one. Thanks, man. Charlotte? I guess I will, too. I really, I mean, I know there's some Austin thing going on with Janice Joplin, but I never heard of this bar. Hmm. This is one of the kind of questions that Michelle likes. Yeah. Because it was a bar called Thread Gills. Okay. Oh. But Columbus is one of the best movies of the year. Everybody has to see it. <laughs> <laughs> it's about Columbus, Indiana. Okay. It's it's probably, it's up there with Dunkirk. I think it's better than Wonder Woman. Okay. Um, and at the level of uh, maybe almost Lady Bird. Wow. Ben, where do you list your movie recommendations for the At world? Right here. The film literally record. Literally in the middle of this Twitter.com <laughs> backslash the film record. Yeah, you, really? yeah, he does. He does you have do? a... You do? I have to follow that. Yeah, I've never, I've never actually told anybody. Really? Oh, this is... this is. Well, you told me. <laughs> I know. But this is such an amazing it's not public advertised. resource. Huh. So... It, it's a recent thing. I just, just got tired of forgetting the movies I saw, so I just made them on the, and the list. And he didn't Great. have a pad of paper with him at yeah. the time. So just, well, I can access this anywhere. Yeah. Oh, That's suddenly, suddenly like accessing things digitally is amazing. <laughs> you could just put a list on your phone instead yeah. of like... I know. Oh, but I need his movie recommendations, Michelle. Well, so, But go. this one is nice because I follow probably 70 film oh Twitter accounts. This is the resource just, I need. Just I've been films. literally looking for exactly this. I will say this. He doesn't list many Marvel movies if that's a problem for <laughs> Not you. Not a problem. So, okay. Not well, a problem. <laughs> uh, shall I ask the last one? Please do. Please do. Actually, I had two more. One of them was uh, my friend Jimmy McWilliams lives there. You can all say, yeah, he does. Jimmy, he lives there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The answer's yes. Okay, good. Okay, the last one. Hey, Jimmy. And this is probably the most articulate one. Yes. Um, Franklin Barbecue is a renowned Austin barbecue joint, though many years ago it had a consequential foodborne illness outbreak, which locals to this day refer to as the big sick. I'm going to say, I'm just going to say no without further comment. Michelle. Charlotte went with us to see it. So, I'm just so exhausted. Mm-hmm. Michelle, I what do you think? Yeah. Do you need me to read it again, Michelle? I'm I'm actually good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You need to get some sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ben? The hey, big Ben, sick? what's the longest running BBC show? <laughs> I'm going to say no, okay, <laughs> that good. we should go see The Big Sick, no. but I have not seen it. Okay. Charlotte? Well, obviously, no. Mm-hmm. Obviously, but thank you. But I have a Franklin's Barbecue story. No. So I actually don't eat meat. So uh, I saw the Franklin's Barbecue guy is kind of like, he's a fa- he's famous. You yeah. probably even recognize him. Mm-hmm. He's in movies and stuff. Okay. And I was behind him in line once at the co-op where I used to shop. Okay. And he had a giant kale salad. And the cashier was like, hey, Franklin, how's it going? You know, you got you to gotta go eat a bunch of meat today. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's a guy who... <laughs> You know, does all the barbecue, and he's like, "Oh, I never touch that stuff." <laughs> no, nope. He just eats his kale salad. Interesting. <laughs> yes. Did you document this? No, I just tucked it away in my back pocket and thought it was so funny at the time, right. and and so kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Simon, did you have a question? I do have a question. Um, are you Friday or Sunday person? Definitely Friday. Definitely Friday. Oh yeah. Now, why are you Friday person? You know that feeling you get that feeling of dread mm-hmm. on a Sunday. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. You have to, you're like, okay, it's good. And that's all. Even Sunday morning? <laughs> no, Sunday morning is okay. Yeah. At some point in the, yeah, in the yeah, afternoon, yeah. it, it starts just starts turning. to turn. Yep. And th- it just kind of gets me, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, you have to take out the garbage. You got to take out the recycle. You know, right. the garbage Ugh. comes on Monday. So Especially just, this <laughs> time of year when it's super dark outside at like yeah. 4.30 and you're like, Yeah, Ugh. yeah, yeah. And you're like, well, I've got to get. For the listeners too, it's also cold. Oh, super dark, super cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Australian yeah, listeners, so. you don't know what we're talking about. Now, what do you think about black licorice? I hate it. Thank you. Correct answer. QED. QED. What about that? even more disgustingly, like salted licorice things that they sell in Scandinavia? We've been through it. I agree. We, we, <laughs> all, no. we, we did once get a collection. Although there are people that they, thank said you, Peter. They, they don't, thank you, Peter. They don't like 
regular black licorice, but they do like salt licorice. Did someone say that? Not Charlotte. It wasn't yeah, Charlotte. It wasn't it Charlotte, was, no. So what's the correct answer to that one? Friday Clearly people Fridays. don't like black licorice. Oh, yeah. I got it. Yeah. And yeah. Sunday yeah. people do. Any other questions, Simon? I don't think so. I think we're good here. You got some sign-off material? Are you appearing anywhere at the Chocolate? No, I, I'm not. Um, I'm going to be appearing in Toronto for this holiday season. Ooh. Charlotte Nunes, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, guys. I learned a lot tonight. Well, that's really I like the to think point we of did this. too. That's the point of this mm-hmm. for everybody to learn something. Otherwise, why are we doing it? Mm-hmm. And Ben, I think, is still going to be struggling with his Sesame Street um, issue. But Ben, you keep the struggle going. If you want to hear more about other things <laughs> that we're doing, um, you can follow us on Twitter at some later date. And um, if you want to contribute to the mailbag, which we sometimes actually dig in an answer um you can email us at various presentbutters gmail.com and you can follow us on facebook charlotte again thanks for being here yeah thank, thank you charlotte. guys okay. it's an honor and a privilege headphones off headphones off i worked in a, a bakery in the back of a grocery store sure when i was 16 hmm which is fun. I usually work the night shift. It's not embarrassing. Six to ten. Yeah. No, but the, uh, the it's not an embarrassing thing. It's just something that I remember that I always thought that still bothers me. Yeah. Uh, how many years ago was that? So this is almost like 30 years. Yeah. The okay. thing that I'm still baffled by 30 years later is mm-hmm. I worked in the bakery. Yeah. And, you know, we're at, at the end of the night, you know, it closes at 10. Mm-hmm. The back of a grocery store. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had to throw away the donuts every night if you didn't sell them. It's not like you were saving them or, or selling them well, the next day. What did you do? Well, so you had to bag them up and huh. carry them to the garbage in yeah. the in the back room. Uh oh! And on my way to carrying the the donuts that we were throwing away, I was eating one. Yeah, sure. And the manager of the store came by. Yeah. And uh, chewed me out and said I was stealing store property. Maybe marched me up to the front of the store. I had to pay seventy nine cents. <gasps> and then I was suspended without pay for three days for eating the donut that you were about to throw in the trash. Which there's like so many things wrong with that. The, but the last one, and then I'll work backwards, is. When you have a job that you don't really want, uh-huh. and you want to have the weekend off, yeah. and the worst thing that happens is that you're told that you're not allowed to work for those for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, Sure, that's a pretty good punishment. Yeah. Like, that's basically what you want. Oh, you paid 79 cents for it. <laughs> and I did pay for it. Yeah, this is what, I, I think this this is, goes back to why you're not good with authority, <laughs> is, that, is that they, you know, this guy was just a jerk to you. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But I mean, the donut—it was—it was feet away from the the garbage. Its its eventual demise. It was clearly garbage donut. Now, now, is it that you have to let go of the bag, and then and, you can, and scar- then you can get, you can like then you, you can actually clean. have to, yeah, like as long as you're holding the bag, it's still store property. But as soon as you get rid then of it, it's scavenging free. Yeah, I don't know. If maybe nobody was allowed to have the the garbage donuts. Huh. That's interesting. I don't know what the... Is there, that seem, but that seems crazy, right? Oh, that, that, that absolutely seems crazy. That, wouldn't, um, that does not generally seem like something that would set somebody against authority figures. You'd be like, no, that's just an insane, stupid thing that a power-hungry grocery store manager did. I think it could set you against authority figures, though. But that's, that's stupid, though. It is. But sometimes authority figures are stupid. Well, that's why I was asking. What kind that. of donut was it? I'm sure it was a jelly. Was it worth it? That's what I want to know right now. Yeah, it was worth it. It was worth it. I didn't have to work that weekend. I went went out with my friends. Wow. Is that... Oh, is that the heating system? 
Yeah, I really like that they've decided to run pipes right next to a recording studio. Can you believe that the heating system isn't even interested in Ben's story? <laughs> Maybe the heating system is. Oh. It piped up. Uh, He's like, hey, I'm here. There you go. Okay.